Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, we have a new trailer out. Not not we, but... Um, <laughs> yes, we personally have, have <laughs> we released have a, a trailer. trailer. There is a new trailer on the horizon. I don't even know if it's the horizon. It has come to the forefront. Um, and it is Disney Plus's Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks. I'm excited. I am incredibly excited. First of all, I did not know this was happening. Or if yeah. I did, maybe... I I just forgot about it, but mm -hmm. it's a new live action Pinocchio and it looks gorgeous. I think so too. I'm very, very excited. I'm also just excited that Tom Hanks is resurfacing right. now too. He's got a lot of big things coming up. Yeah. He's got this Pinocchio Elvis. and Elvis, which oh I God, am so – I, I cannot even – breathe i'm so excited we will for talk it about next month yes i also am very excited I, I mean okay i'm very excited but also i'm like i don't really understand why we're doing all these live actions of all the disney movies you see i feel like because we've hit these past couple of years of like nostalgia thirst mm, traps true they're always successful mm -hmm. They've been going on now. I think the Disney ones at least have been happening since like – I think Cinderella was the first one, which was back in like 2014 yeah. or something. They're always box office hits. Mm -hmm. People love seeing new stories retold or just like remade up to par with like our current technological True. things that we have. I don't know. Yeah, like Jimmy Cricket looked – Kind of cool in this. No, I was like, kind it's of not amazing. Super scary to me. No, it's, sometimes it's creepy. Sometimes they are creepy. I agree. It it's not scary at all. And there's so many more live action remakes coming up too, like The Little Mermaid, right. which I Snow White, Snow White mm -hmm. with Rachel Zegler, mm -hmm. who also just got cast in the prequel for The Hunger Games, right? And like maybe I don't really know what that's for. But again, I guess it's similar to Disney. Like they know this franchise makes money. People are going to go see it. People are going to love it. Some yeah. people might not, but it's going to make money and it's going to get people to the box office. And like, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not mad about it because I think that those are good movies. And, yes. You know, I enjoy them for what they were when I watched them forever ago. Maybe I need to rewatch if I'm going to go see that. But yeah, I, I also feel like, you know, it may seem like, why are they doing that again? But I mean, who doesn't want the opportunity to play those characters? Right. As you an know actor, what I mean? As like, an actor, like that's... I would jump on it, even though if as an audience member as a film critic, yes. you could say, I am sitting back and thinking like, okay, but where are the new, new stories right. where are the fresh stories but it's it's still an exercise in creativity yeah i guess and again as a performer i would want to be part of all of that so yeah I, and cynthia revo was doing the music right oh. it's like you know what i i get it it's gonna make people happy and uh -huh. also i think thinking about why all these are coming out too we're kind of in a very tumultuous place in the world in terms of uh politics socioeconomic mm -hmm. struggles and I think kind of similar to like old Hollywood back in the day when we're dealing with world wars and things everybody kind of is 
seeking some form of escapism and I feel like that's also what this is serving as yeah it makes me interested though like I think if I had a child and I was to show them any of these Disney movies I would show them the classics before the live action I agree so again to your point of like nostalgia I feel like these remakes and these live action versions are very much for the adult and I mean that's fine people are gonna go see it and I think that it's gonna be well done I I don't suspect I'll be disappointed I also haven't actually come to think of it I don't think I've seen any of the live actions I didn't see Cinderella or Mulan or Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin really what other ones are there is that I mean, that's a lot of them. I, the only one I haven't seen is Mulan because it came out right at the top of the pandemic mm. and my parents are not video on demand people. Yeah. So <laughs> we just did – we missed that one. So I guess I could go back and watch it. But yeah. let me – now I'm curious. It's – I don't know. It's interesting. I also think like, is Disney doing this because it's the safer side of things where, you know, I I just think about like turning red caused a lot of uproar from people, some people boycotting Disney saying like they have too strong opinions or whatever and trying to brainwash kids, which I could go on a whole tangent about but i don't know is is remaking the classics that did well oh the lion King. i was gonna i was gonna say there's a there's a ton of them there's Mm -hmm. uh lady in the tram oh yeah pete's dragon the lion king aladdin beauty and the beast cinderella christopher robin which was kind of a fresh take on winnie the pooh which i remember bawling about that in the movie theaters um just for no reason other than just like, I don't know, Maleficent oh, and yeah. all of the Sleeping Beauty. They had two of those. Uh-huh. The Jungle Book, Cruella, oh my gosh. Oh my God. which we reviewed. How could I forget Cruella? And which, I mean, that was like a new <laughs> story, but still it's <laughs> right, a right. live action remake oh, wow, on the same trope. So yeah, and all of the Alice in Wonderlands too. Oh my God. Okay. I'm being stupid. I'm like, I've never, <laughs> never seen this. Never I'm a purist. It. No, I have seen some of those actually. So yeah, I guess, you know, they've been doing this for a while. The live action's clearly working i don't know maybe i'll go see i almost called it peter pan oh and they have peter pan too not like as recent but you know they did the captain hook movies and stuff like that oh yeah yeah i might go see this i think it looks cute um you know a nice light movie oh they did dumbo okay i'm literally thinking about all these there we go you know, just why not add more? I'm interested to see what will come next. I mean, we know it will be Snow White and Little Mermaid. I don't know. It's kind of funny because now I'm thinking, okay, when we're older and have kids, are they going to be like doing remakes of like Cars or Stop. I don't know, live action Finding Nemo? <laughs> I don't know. What's to come Honestly, next? Honestly, that, that could be a cool concept. It could be cute. It could be cute. Um, but aside from that, to your point of, you know, the times that we are in and films that represent that, I think that's always a very interesting part in like film history classes that we've taken is kind of looking at what's going on in the world at that time and how film is a huge part of that. And I also, I don't, for me, I've always found probably because I just love movies and (laughs) I enjoy watching them, but understanding history through that way, you know, maybe it's because I'm a visual learner, has always been very helpful. And it kind of makes me think about what are the movies people are going to watch in the future to better understand the time we're living in now. And I think a lot of those could be, you know, like films that we watched during the pandemic, especially like Two Distant Strangers. Um, That was Mm -hmm. about police brutality and Sorry to Bother You. Films like that, I think, uh, you can clearly look at those and you know what time that they 
you know, were made and what kind of, I don't even want to say like political statement they were trying to say, because I don't think, I think it's just a statement that they're making as artists, which I believe is the whole reason we do art. You know, why, why would you make something if you don't want to make a statement? And that brings us to the first two movies that we're discussing this month that are about women's rights, given everything that has been happening in the Supreme Court and the world that we live in and uh, all of that um, craziness. So the film that we're talking about, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's not too exciting, but the film that we're talking about today is exciting. Yes. Unpregnant, which is directed by Rachel Lee Goldenberg and written by Jenny Hendricks and Ted Kamplin and Jennifer Caton Robinson. And it is starring one of our favorites from Euphoria, Barbie Ferreira, and Haley Lou Richardson, who I just saw was in Shake It Up. Really? Disney Channel show. Oh. Which I was like, this is why this girl looks familiar. Because uh-huh. I used to see her when I was a young little tween. But anyway, yes, going circling back to why this movie is so important. Mm-hmm. Basic plot structure, similar stories we hear honestly every day. Mm-hmm. At least you know someone in your life who has a similar story to this. High school girl gets pregnant and oh no, what do we do? Yeah, this really felt like book smart, but like with a deeper topic. Well, see, <laughs> this this is what I, I found it as. It's I found this movie to be book smart meets Plan B, which yes. is okay. That's the movie I was trying to think which is of. Hulu's version of this same story. Unpregnant was made for HBO Max, right? As one of like the first things to launch mm-hmm. the platform back in 2020. So yeah, I when I was watching it the whole time, I was definitely thinking of Booksmart. I was thinking of Plan I B. I think of the name of Plan B, and Obviously I was <laughs> and I was thinking like, you know what? This is kind of great that we can have multiple different women mm-hmm. and and people who are telling this same basic story girl gets unexpectedly pregnant and here's what we have to do to live this character's life right. the way she wants to live it and in pretty rural areas yeah. too like that that's it's really hard and i think it's important to highlight these stories i think it's also really important cuz i was thinking like oh you know hulu had plan b which obviously came out later than Unpregnant, but I'm sure they had to be in development at the same time. And right. I'm thinking, like, you know, it's kind of great that every platform can kind of have their own version of this story. Never, and, rarely, sometimes, always. Well, that's that's what I was thinking about it too. I'm like, okay, you know what? If if we're talking about stories about a woman's right to choose, and more specifically, a teenage woman's mm-hmm. right to choose, definitely the premiere movie for that topic is. Never really, sometimes always, uh, because that movie is I perfect agree. to me yeah. in every sense of the word. But the, like this at least has like the the book smart vibe to yes. it of kind of like the the buddy cop yes. film, you know, dynamic duo mm-hmm. ta- taking things down and there's some laughs in between. In, in reality, there are very few laughs or like fun adventurous right, situations right. that you get in with this – I guess, plot point in your life, which is why I think uh, Never Rarely is the the perfect film because it's more about the girl Mm -hmm. herself and her view of the world rather – yeah. How do I navigate this situation? Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. 
I agree. I did enjoy this. I thought that it was well done. I think that it's possibly like more of a palatable version of Never Rarely Sometimes Definitely. Always. Like I think that it's very palatable. this is something that you could put on with family and not have an hour long conversation after. And you know, that's kind of what makes me think about what kind of films, you know, we want to be making and what statement you want to be making as an artist. And I think that's always something that I've tried to think about when making my own art is I never want somebody to leave the theater or, you know, turn off their phone or however they're watching what I make and think nothing after. You know, the goal is that somebody wants to have a conversation after it with the people that they're, you know, viewing it with, which is obviously why we have this podcast because we love to talk to each other about the movies. Yeah, we do. But I think that this is one that, you know, I'm just picturing in my head like if I watch this with my family like you know we'd all have something to say after but I don't know if it provokes as much of a conversation as some of the more heavier hitting um versions of this situation I guess you could say um and that doesn't mean that it's bad like no not at all means not everything needs to like be a huge think piece and make you sob or, or like contemplate life by any means but I also think that, you know, it's all about what the director wants this film to have as a voice and how they want it to live on after. And, you know, like we said, this film isn't a newer release. So, you know, I don't really hear people talking about it too much now other than us. Yes. Um, but I do remember when this first came out, people were talking about it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that especially Barbie Ferreira is gaining more traction from Euphoria and Haley Lou Richardson is gaining popularity as well. You know, she was on Shake It Up. We saw that she was just cast in season two of White Lotus. Mm-hmm. So definitely more things coming down the pipeline for her. Um, so hopefully people will go back and watch this film. Yes. I would definitely recommend it to, you know, people that enjoyed Booksmart or Plan B. And I think there is definitely an audience for that. It also makes me think about the fact that, like, this would be a really good movie for somebody to watch in high school. Or maybe Absolutely. this is, like, a fun half day in health class. Yeah. You, you watch this movie. You know, it's not – a graphic by any means and I think that's one thing that I appreciate about it I would say the one thing that I have a hard time with with this um you know sort of plot that a lot of these films have is like we all kind of know where it's gonna go right you know and there's no way of avoiding that but I also think if you did avoid that and let's say at the end spoiler alert she decides not to have the abortion which she does decide to have it then we would all be disappointed because we know that from the start she wanted to have one. Right. So I don't know. I was sitting there and I was like, this really can't be unpredictable because right. if it's unpredictable, then I'm going to be disappointed. Like right. I want this to go exactly how she's planning. And and there are moments, you know, and that's a lot of where the comedy comes through is like their car gets taken because they stole it from somebody and then they end up getting picked up by these super Christian uh, giant family who's like, you know, this is great that you're having a child and the boyfriend keeps following her. So there are those like unexpected fun surprises. Um, But I think in terms of if this were to be like hard hitting, it would be predictable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's nice that a movie about 
abortion isn't necessarily hard hitting, right? Or controversial, right? Or right. or creating you know massive dialogue. Right. It, it just exists, mm-hmm. and there are funny bits, and there are you know slightly educational bits, right? And it just exists, and it's there, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be this massive, like you said earlier, think piece or or yeah. debate piece, whatever. It's just there for being what it is, kind of like any other teen movie. And right. I, I think that's kind of a great thing because it just gives everyone a broader perspective of the world and also puts real-life issues mm-hmm. into – this more palatable format, like you right, said. Right. So, you know what? I think it gets the job done for the audience it's supposed to service. Absolutely. And I, what you were saying about this, like, you know, you're having the characters who kind of live in the middle of nowhere. And I just, I hope that this reaches those audiences and people that maybe don't realize that they do have those options and, you know, finding ways to get the resources that they need, you know, in this, it's very comical how she goes about it. But I hope that people can see this and realize that they aren't alone in this. And especially where it takes place with someone who's in high school and is very young and very bright. And like, it's just, you know, it is, it is very focused on her, but you also see her friendship and how she's navigating that. And I think, yes, the abortion is what takes them on this journey, but there's so many other themes in this, you know, like we see, Barbie's character Bailey reunite with her father and it's these other topics that are brought up that I always love when a film does that because let's be honest your life even though this is the most important thing that's happening you have all those other things going on and we've always talked about that in our acting classes about like you're given circumstance yes you're going through this, but that's not the one thing that's on your mind. Exactly. So I would definitely say that this is Cinema Chicks approved. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Especially that it's from HBO Max. No, I'm kidding. Hello? <laughs> they, don't, they don't get you know, – well, they no. kind of do get special treatment in my book. But um, <laughs> that's just because I can rely on them, you know. It's nice to rely on something in Something, life. you know, other than the survivor that disappointed me. But – now, HBO Max, we will forgive you. We enjoyed this one. Um, it's also exciting that this was one of their first, like, you know. Original, original. projects. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, first of many. And hopefully this was one that helped gain some traction to the platform. And I, of course, can't wait to see what comes next. Absolutely. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Supportive best friends. Slushies with Coca-Cola on top. And women's rights. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.